Hola, hola. I'm Neto Velasco. I'm a photographer from Mexico, living in Los Angeles, California, and this is a new episode of Coffee with Photographers. On this episode, I'm with a very, very cool photographer I found on Instagram. His name is Tom, but he goes by Beware My Fuji on Instagram. What's up, Tom? How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very happy that you could make it. We've been messaging like for months now to find a, 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 a time, you know, to make this podcast. And I'm yeah. very happy that you're here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad I could make it. And your studio looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I just opened the studio two months ago. And I'm just happy to have a place in Los Angeles where I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Podcast, my photography. I do a lot of studio photos. So that's why I needed a spot. But my passion is street photography. That's what gets me out of like stress and thinking about paying rent or any problems that I have. Like I go to the streets, shoot, and that's how I decompress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel you. All right, Tom. So, so what's up with you? Are you where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Germany, small town on the countryside in northern okay. Bavaria. I have no idea where that is. It's very close to the Czech Republic. Okay. And like I said, very, very remote and quiet life over there. In 2016, my whole family moved to the United States. Okay, cool. And Here to Los Angeles or where did you guys move? No, I actually ended up in Atlanta first. Went nice. to school there for four years. And that's where I discovered photography about two years in, like 2018. Mm-hmm. And... I was a film major at the time and took a couple film classes and I wasn't really feeling it. Okay. Film, film, right? Like video? Yeah, like film and media. I never really took any practical classes. It was all like film history, core, core classes and stuff. Okay, I see. Nothing really interesting. But I got into photography and I switched my major to media entrepreneurship. Okay, but how did you get it? How did you... At what point were you like, uh, I don't like film, I do like photography? Did you look at other photographers? Did you grab a camera? Did mm-hmm. you have a friend photographer? Or did you just wanted to try it out? Well, I was actually on, on set with my lovely partner, Onyx. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we just met and we were on set producing a comedy web series. Nice. And I was put a camera in my hand and was told to shoot behind the scenes oh. photography. And Do you remember which camera it was? It was a Canon 70D. Okay. I had no idea how to use it. <laughs> they like were just like, Tom, just take behind the scenes pictures. Yes. And, and d- did you take good pictures of the behind the scenes? I believe so, yeah. Um, it was a music video shoot uh-huh. that I ended up using the camera. And I googled the whole manual before that <laughs> okay. and tried to figure stuff out, but then I quickly realized you just have to go with your feeling. And yeah. back then I was actually not even shooting in auto mode. It was kind of, I, from the beginning, I kind of figured it out in shooting. Manual. Kind of just adjusting the ISO. Nice. Shutter speed, aperture, as, as much as I could with that camera. It was just very basic. But, but you got it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I was shooting JPEG only. I didn't know what RAW was. I, it was very, very basic, but 
Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of us uh, learned that way. I used to do this exact same thing yeah. until I watched other YouTubers and photographers that I worked with on set. Mm -hmm. They were like, yeah, we shoot raw. I'm like, but the files are so big or like it looks the same. They're like, no, like, come here. I'll teach you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we all learned the same way, I guess. And yeah. but that camera was not yours, right? No, it was uh, my partner's camera. Okay. And it was just given to me. And after that, I was really like, this camera is awesome. Mm -hmm. It opens doors for me. It uh, helps me to express myself in some way. Yeah. And it lets me be a part of this awesome creative community in Atlanta. And it really reminds me of the spot you have here because it was also empty warehouses. Okay. It was lots of young people trying to build up their businesses, galleries, yeah. stuff like that. So it sounds great. I really resonated with it. And it was great times in Atlanta back then. Unfortunately, everything's a little bit gentrified now. Oh, okay. And it's not the way it was back then. If you think about it two years ago, not a lot. I've never been, I've never been there. I have no idea yeah. how Atlanta is, but, um, I know everywhere in the States, gentrification is crazy. Especially this area where we're at, mm. Arts District. I'm sure years ago, it was nothing like this. Or this space was way, way cheaper. Mm. And now it's gentrifying. It's more expensive. It's getting ridiculous. Los Angeles is getting ridiculous everywhere in the States. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but uh, anyway, that was your first interaction with the camera. Did you get to keep that camera? Or, no? It was your partner's, I know, but... Well, yeah. I still had it laying around, but I was more, like, focused on getting my own camera. I had money saved up at the time. And it was really just a matter of doing research and finding the right tool that fits my yeah. needs, I guess. And which one did you get for well, the first time? I was really torn between Sony and Fujifilm at that time. Sony was full frame, and I was looking at the A7 and the A7 II, mm -hmm. and... Then on the other hand, I saw Fujifilm with the X-T2, X-T1. Okay. Actually, the director of that, the director and producer of that music video where I was at, shooting BTS for the first time, mm -hmm. he, I remember he wrote it on a note for me, X-T1 okay. with 18 to 55 millimeter. Nice. He, um, because he said that was the camera that he was looking into and he was planning on getting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. To kind of complement his... Um, creative style. He was shooting on an A7S II at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, shout out to Kalichi. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he kind of got me into, into that whole thinking about Fujifilm in the first place. Great. And after doing some more research on YouTube, I just decided to go with the X-T2 and okay. just buy the whole kit, battery grip, 18 to 55 pins. And yeah. And that was your first camera, like real, like yes. yours. Yes. Okay, and what happened after that? Were you like straight away like, oh, I'm going to shoot street? Or were you um, like, mm, I'm going to try some portraits, I'm going to do some product? W what were you thinking back then? So I got the camera in January 2018. And first thing I did was take it out to the streets. I was living on campus mm -hmm. in Atlanta at the time, downtown Atlanta. Okay. So it only felt natural to just venture out of your dorm room and just create something outside, Great. you know? Great. And because I've been skateboarding for so many years, just being in the streets feels natural to me. Yeah. Because I was always skating through the streets, 
with my homies, all that stuff. Great. And just bringing the camera along was just feeling to some extent just organic, you know. Of course. And the great thing is that with Fuji, the cameras are small. Yeah, so you're not like, you don't, well, medium format, right? <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at your medium format camera and maybe that's not that small, but the other Fujis, yeah. X-T2 that you had, X-Pro 3s, X-100s, they're small. And as you said, they're like an extension of us. And if you're skateboarding, like the least you want to do is like focus on like bringing a big backpack or anything, mm -hmm. anything that will take you away from the moment. Exactly, at least yeah. in my, my perspective, because I skateboard too. Mm -hmm. uh, I just cruise around the street and I think that's a great way to get to know a city because as I've told you before the podcast, I'm not from Los Angeles. I am from Mexico and I moved here, I think 2015 or 16. And yeah, it was just like grabbing the skateboard and going out and shoot some, some pictures. So I think skateboarding is a great way to, to know a city. Right? Yeah, definitely. I agree. And Just like with the camera, the skateboard has opened a lot of doors for me to tap into the communities, get to know culture here in America in a way that I would would have probably never gotten the chance to. Yeah. Um, It's very different here than Germany, right? It is. I mean, Germany is still kind of like a Western, Western country. Okay. So we listen to the same music. Yeah, yeah. We use social media the same way, but... I think lifestyle-wise, there is there is a big difference in emphasis on just bringing your yourself, like your individual career, your own kind of hustle to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that definitely shaped me the way that I am right now. Just living here, learning, interacting with people. And the skateboard is such a great cross-cultural tool because you... You can just have a good time with anybody at the skate park, at yeah, a skate spot. True. And the camera's in some way the same, but if you're on the street with it, it's a little bit different. People see you in a different way. As a skateboarder, you're just, you know, doing your own thing. Yeah. Often when you have a camera in the street, you get, like, uh, people reach out to you, people talk to you. Yeah, true. And that's something that I also really enjoy. Yeah, when I go to the skate park, it's the same way. It feels like, like a community. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've talked with my photographer friends is that also photography is a community and this is one this is the main reason why I'm doing this podcast I want to know more photographers I want to hang out with more photographers I want to create a community where we just chat and grab some coffee even if it's 8 p.m. right now probably we we're not gonna be sleeping anytime soon but I think it's just a great way to know like what what other photographers think what they love and Think, things like that because it's it's a community that we're trying to grow mm -hmm. and it feels the same way as skateboarding or or photography and it's very funny because I shoot Canon all my life because I grew up shooting Canon on film like I used to develop black and white and then my first camera was a Canon so then the then when I got digital I chose Canon because that's the only thing I knew But then when COVID happened during quarantine, I'm, I was like depressed. I lost all my clients. I lost all work. I'm like, what? Uh, like, I, I didn't even like photography, right? And that was the moment I got into Fuji. Mm. I purchased the X100V. Nice. 
And I remember I purchased it like on a Monday. And then Wednesday, uh, I had a client and he said, I, I, we're not going to work anymore. Like this COVID thing is destroying everything. I'm like, geez, should I cancel my order for the camera or should I just go with it? And I had some savings. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait for the camera and see what happens. As soon as I got the, the Fuji camera, like it's, it was so small. I'm like, I just want to go on the streets. Mm -hmm. And you know, that feeling I never felt with Canon because it's just big gear and it's the gear that I've been using all my life for photo studios or things like commercial work. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a me mentality. Like it's in my mind that every time I see Canon, I relate it to money or clients or stress editing and things like that. Right. But mm -hmm. Fuji is like the thing that gets me out of that stress because I don't have clients, like they don't pay me to shoot the streets. It's just a way to, to be myself and get and be in love with photography again. And why I'm saying this is because when I used to go on the streets with my Canon camera, absolutely like no one would approach me and be like, oh, is that the Canon whatever model, right? When I go out with the Fuji, like people know it and they're like, hey, is that the X100V? Is that the X100T? How are you liking it? And it just feels community. Mm -hmm. It just instantly feels that Fuji is doing something great with the people, that it's building a community that, to be honest, I don't feel other brands are. And I'm very disappointed at other brands, especially because I love using my Canon gear for, for photography. But I don't th really think they're building a good community in the photography business hmm. and uh, like as Fuji, you know, and it just opens so many doors. And even with us in this podcast, like you shoot Fuji, I know about Fuji and that's, that's why I started following you because, because of your gear, because of the way you compose the pictures, because of the harsh shadows and all of that. So it's just, it's, it's incredible how photography can open doors and get you to know people that you would never meet like if you were doing uh, something else that's a good point yeah um community in real life but also on social media i think that's something that True. i experienced right from the beginning um and made me really fall in love with my camera probably even more just being mm -hmm. able to emphasize with so many people from all over the world and especially through street photography I don't know, it just makes me happy to see other people being in the street doing what they love, just being yeah. creative with what they have. Mm -hmm. And it's motivating, it's, I don't know, it just puts a smile on my face. Yeah, and, and especially here, right, in LA, downtown, I've seen that you're very, like, in downtown a lot. Yeah, so since I was shooting downtown Atlanta so much, I moved to LA and... I don't know, I just decided to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, downtown is amazing. Yeah. It's great. Every street is different. Every day is different. Every minute is different. So yeah. even if you stay in the same street for the entire month, like the pictures are going to be completely different. And people will be like, "That's that cannot be the same street. Yeah, definitely. And it's, for me, I, I love to study the light throughout the year, throughout the day throughout the second because it always keeps moving and yeah not like no shadow is going to be the same which just makes i guess my kind of creative vision 
very exciting to myself. I, it just keeps me going in some way. Right, There's never something boring to it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Before we get into more of that, how did you find your style? Your style is very distinct. If I mm. see your picture in a magazine without your name on it, I already know who took that picture. <laughs> and, and that's something amazing that, uh, that most of us photographers like, take years to find. Or even if we, like, we, sometimes we don't even find that style, you know? Or it changes. How did you get, would you say like you already have a style? Or you're working on it? Or how did you get into this style of pictures that you're shooting? Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Like I said, I started to shoot in the street, getting to know my camera, and I just made it a daily habit to be out every day. Okay. And just create something. Like get get a picture, capture a moment that you're happy with that kind of fulfills you in some way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the... The approach to underexposing my images and focusing on shadows, silhouettes, and kind of the warm tones of these downtown facades in Atlanta back then. Okay. I don't know. It just it just came through trial and error, and I feel like one day it just made click in my brain. I don't know. It, it's really yeah. hard to describe. I would definitely say it's very organic. Um, there are some people... I guess that I followed on Instagram in the very, very early stages of being in that whole Instagram space and that photography community. Mm -hmm. There's this one guy, he's from Great Britain. His name is Barney. I still follow him. He was the okay. first person I followed. Oh, and he really? was doing street photography at the time. Now he shoots medium format portraits. Nice. But his street photography back then was awesome. He kind of used... Uh, kind of deeper shadows, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I saw a silhouette for the first time kind of in a, in a street photography space. And that kind of inspired me from the start. And I told him that I gave him props to it. And I don't know if he really got the message, but... <laughs> he, he didn't reply? Oh, he did. But I don't know if he thinks too much about it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I I don't know. I come from a background where I really value personal interaction and I try to translate it to the social media space. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everybody's just in their different different roles yeah. sometimes and some messages don't go through. But I try to be really <laughs> just genuine and honest and straight up and only communicate positive vibes, whether it's in person or online. And yeah, some people definitely inspired me, but just the the matter of being outside every day, taking photos every day, And just, I guess, I wouldn't call it practicing, but just, I guess, doing art, yeah. being creative every day. That, yeah. that kind of helped me shape my style. Uh, do you ever experience burnout? Like, is mm. there, like, a, because you're saying, like, you try to go every day. Is there, has there been any days that you're like, oh, geez, like, today, like, I just don't, don't feel like it? Mm. Sometimes I might feel like that in the morning, okay. but as soon as it's evening and maybe the sun goes down, I definitely kind of want to be outside. Yeah, you're I don't like know, there's just something, as a kid I was always outside playing, whether it was in the woods or just growing up playing soccer in the street with friends, mm -hmm. I was always outside and 
I don't like sitting in a room or an office all day. And yeah. sometimes it really helps to balance myself out. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I've gotten burnout yet. Okay. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Yeah, no, I mean, we hope you never experience that. Have you experienced it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially like lately with, after opening the studio, uh, just shooting in the studio like almost every day makes me love less and less portrait photography. Mm, so point. that's why I have, but I have to do it now because I have to pay the rent for this space, the rent for our home. Uh, I need to feed my dogs <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. Uh, so I do it for, for the money. I do experience burnout. But as I've said, like uh, going out on the streets uh, just like calms me and makes me forget about that burnout that I had, you know? So I am trying still to find ways to battle that burnout that I sometimes get. And it just, like, it's, it's not every day. I mean, we're artists, so it, one day I'm extremely happy to do a portrait in the studio, you know? But then the next, I would, uh, like, I'm not that happy. You know, it just, it's... There's a lot of variables that go hand in hand with us artists that it's just, I mean, for myself, like there's no good, like only good days. Like there's also bad days, but I appreciate those bad days mm -hmm. because, you know, like as, our, as artists, I, I go through those bad days in order to have good days, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's all part of the process and of us as creatives learning, I guess, and yeah. growing. It has happened to me countless of times where I just didn't get the photo I wanted. Okay. I had to go back to the same spot yeah. in the same light constellation to, to figure it out. Amazing. But that's the rewarding part of it, and that's also where kind of skateboarding comes into place again. Because I was skating for so many years and learning tricks and f mm -hmm. busting my ass on the asphalt and all that stuff. Like Yeah. I already had that attitude of going up, mm -hmm. trying again until you get it, you know? Yeah. And that mentality, I think, also has played part into that, into my creative process. Kind of. Great. I guess skateboarders are artists too, in some way. Because yeah. Because we express yeah. ourselves with our skateboards. Yep. And I just kind of translate that, that whole attitude, that whole philosophy in some way on onto my my street photography that's it's been working out so far that's incredible that you say because i feel like the same way like there's no like a kickflip like if i do a kickflip and if you do a kickflip it's totally different yeah if you and me right now we take a picture of the same street of the same person it's going to be completely different mm -hmm. and i feel like that's that's art in general and as photographers i think that's it like as artists we We grew up listening to different music. We grew up uh, reading different books, different experiences. And I think we translate that, all of that into our photography. Mm -hmm. And also battling burnout, I've found that getting friends in the industry, like photographers, um, I learn a lot from them. I yeah. Just hanging out or going out on the streets. I was very lucky during COVID to find a group of friends. One of my, those friends is here, Manny. We found on Instagram and we started a group chat uh, just to like get out on the streets and go shoot. And the cool thing is like, yeah, we go together, but our pictures are absolutely like, completely different. 
We yeah. have different styles. We have, it, it's just crazy. It's just amazing to see. And that inspires me. And that breaks the bubble that I sometimes I'm in. Because mm -hmm. my bubble is, I'm, I'm at home with my wife, with my dogs. I'm in the studio. And just doing that routine sometimes feels weird. So breaking that bubble and getting to know other people, I think that's just great. And as I've said, this podcast like breaks the bubble that I'm in and I'm, you know, listening to your story, listening to how you got into photography and that like expands like my mind and just inspires, you know? That's awesome. Makes me want to start a podcast. <laughs> you should. You should. Yeah, it's a it's a great way because I am a shy person. Yeah. So podcast is like it's exposing myself to talk to other people and my thing is english is not my first language and and it's not your first language right mm -hmm. so in my mind I, i'm still like my english is not that good and then i'm i'm more shy about it and i don't speak so i think with the podcast it, like it makes me want like me it makes me speak and it makes me meet people because in mexico i'm not i was not shy Yeah, Like I'd be just like talking to friends and making friends. And over here, I'm like so intimidated because it's a new space. It's a new city. It's new people. It's, it's just crazy. But you should get into podcasting. That's cool. Well, this is my first time being on <laughs> a podcast. So. How are you feeling? Are you liking it? Yeah, I do like it. I just realized this coffee has 175 milligrams of caffeine. Oh. So <laughs> I need that's to take it slow. Yeah, that's why I'm like all crazy. And I'm almost done with mine. Yeah, I, that's, that's why I'm like I feel jittery right now. It's a lot of caffeine. Yeah, my maybe <laughs> maybe chill out a little bit on the coffee. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's all good. Um, yeah, that I was actually a shy person in Germany, and I'm also a shy person out here. So okay. I don't know. Um, I know that there are different personalities in different languages when you're yeah. like bilingual. Yeah, but I don't know if I've experienced that to a big extent. I don't okay. know if you have. I have. My, my wife is very extroverted. Yeah. So when we go out together, like she's like, like dancing and making friends like the first second we go into a bar. And I just feel like so intimidating. I'm like, holy shit, I'm like not making friends. I'm like, should I go talk to them? Like, I have no idea. Like that intimidates me. And slowly, like I'm like trying to get out of that bubble. Mm. And social media has helped, like talking to other people, the podcast. And uh, right now, like I'm getting more comfortable meeting new people. And especially if we have something in common, like photography. Oh, yeah. That sure. just opens like, like so much like to talk about. Like even if I see someone with a camera, I'm like, hey, I, that camera looks great. Or I start a conversation like, hey, are you sh what are you shooting? Mm -hmm. And here in Los Angeles I've met so many people because of a camera so oh, that's yeah. that's amazing and with work like same thing like I've been telling people buy a camera and you never know where that camera is going to take you and because I, I I shoot a lot of music festivals too oh yeah yeah so people always uh, message me like hey how do you get into it or how did you get into traveling I'm like just get a camera buy it shoot every day and then it will it will come You know, exactly like yeah shoot shoot every day that's the best thing you can do yeah or let's talk a little bit about gear gear so you had the xt2 that was your first camera yes i still have it i love it 
Um, my friend almost totaled it one day. No way. Yeah, I had it in his backpack, and his backpack was open. It fell on the ground. And <laughs> it broke the main board. It broke the front lens element, and oh, I sent shoot. it into Fujifilm. Uh-huh. And it was almost beyond unreasonable repair. No way. Because the XC2 also depreciated over time. Yeah. I think over that year I was using it, but thankfully they were still fixing it and i got the original camera back good and uh, mainboard replaced and front lens oh my fixed and yeah this camera has been through a lot but i still to this day love using it and even though i have now like a medium format camera and all that stuff going back to uh, to the basics going back to the to the original setup that you once had is yeah i don't know it Makes me feel good. Well, it's your baby. <laughs> that was your first, yeah. you know, your first introduction to to this. Yeah. And at what point did you buy an, another camera? And at what point and why? Why were you like, I need another camera? Mm. Well, that's the thing. Um, after that XC2 got fixed, I basically started my relationship with Fujifilm. And to be 100% honest, I haven't bought another camera since. Okay. So, yeah, the X-T2 is my one and only so far. Great. Yeah. That is actually one of the questions, and I didn't know if it was, um, if I could ask you, but yesterday in my Instagram stories, I posted that I was going to have you in the studio to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. What were the, qu- like, people just sending me questions, and were they like, do you get free f- cameras? Well, it's nothing is free in this world. Um <laughs> especially not in America. But I do get cameras for uh, compensation. Let's say I help out with a project mm-hmm. and the compensation is not money. It might be like a camera body. Okay. You know? Um, let me actually correct myself. I bought a Canon F1 film camera. Oh, no way. Sometime last summer. And have you shot film? Yes. Yeah? Yes, it's super fun. And I should do it more often. But I'm kind of, my mind is very set on all this, uh, I guess, now the GFX system, before there was the X-series system. Mm-hmm. I was working on some projects with some new lenses coming out. So yeah. I was always a little bit occupied on creating with the gear that was given to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really had much of a chance to shoot film, but I definitely want to get more and more into it. A lot of, I also made a lot of friends recently who are into film photography. And okay. They shoot film medium format, which is a whole nother nice. world. Yeah, 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 completely. So I, I definitely am very keen to dabble into that. And film itself is another challenge. Yeah, but it, it, it's great. It's magical. That's how I learned photography, through mm-hmm. film. And now, like, I'm trying to shoot more film. I've even told my friend Manny that um, we should develop our film. I already develop it in my, in my garage, but I want to get Manny to develop film because it just, it's magical, like, just seeing the image. Whoa, what's going on outside? There's a lot of sirens. I mean, we're in downtown LA. Yeah. That's, like, uh, every... Everyday madness. Yeah. Here. I mean, it, it was, like, we're 31 minutes into the podcast, and this is the first time hearing the sirens. I mean, that's pretty good. It's usually every five minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Also helicopters. Oh, yeah. They're all over me in my neighborhood. Yeah? Yeah. I live in Westlake. Okay. So. Yeah, I used to live in Koreatown. 
it's very close. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's such a cool area. I love being able to still cl be close to downtown and kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah. Like not too far away from the beach, not too far away from the mountains and yeah, that's the great, the good thing about Los Angeles is that you have desert, you have mountains, you have forest, like everything within like just driving one hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, it's it's crazy to be here. I it's such a trip. I know. I remember one day when I moved here. I mean, in Mexico, we have nice weather. Hmm. Like it's very, very similar to here. But where I'm from, we don't get snow. So one winter, I snowboarded in Big Bear in the morning and mm -hmm. then I went surfing in the evening. Oh man. And that was just insane. Like in the morning I was like snowboarding in snow, like super cold, and then in the evening I was just chilling in the beach. Yeah. And I think that's just that just happens here in, in LA. That's really cool. I wanna do that. I wanna I haven't surfed before, I haven't snowboarded. Oh it's I, I have to great. try it. But if I do I do miss the snow a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't seen snow probably in Two or three years. Okay. Yeah, in Germany it always snowed, and the you always had like White Christmas. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And here it's just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> just another know. day. It just feels very <laughs> surreal. I know it's crazy. LA is crazy. Um, so one of the questions that they asked me to ask you is like, how did you? Uh, no, if you plan to go to New York City to shoot street photography. I would love to. I actually went Halloween 2019 was the last time I was in New York. Okay. Yeah, and it was a very spontaneous weekend trip. Mm -hmm. And I did have my XC2 and my 1855 on me. That was the only setup and lens combo I had at that time. And I loved using it. I was basically awake for 48 hours. Oh my God. Just shooting or something happened well we went partying and <laughs> okay, okay the airbnb bailed on us what yeah it was kind of crazy but we just in new york yeah oh my gosh i yeah, think that's like the worst space like the worst spot for an airbnb to be like nope like you're not staying here yeah it was it was a little bit difficult at times to stay up especially into the second night but my camera kind of kept <laughs> me awake and new york itself has such an interesting pace yeah and coming from atlanta i mean atlanta is a little bit crazy but new york is definitely more crazy really and m way more stuff going on way bigger and yeah it's just so much to capture out there i know it's crazy i was there two months ago and uh my purpose of going was just to take pictures like nice. of street i was so stressed with covid and everything and i knew i was gonna open the studio yeah. and i told my wife i was like hey i need to get out of here for a second and she was totally fine uh they were like yeah i'll take care of the dogs go do whatever you want like go be with your camera because i said that i'm like i just want to be with my camera like out outside of la and yeah new york is completely different i love new york though yeah have you lived over there no but when i was younger i used to go every summer maybe mm. like for two months oh wow um and I used to get uh, all kinds of jobs because I was not legally able to get a job when I was 15, 16. So I did a bunch of stuff over there in order to afford film because I was shooting film. Oh, nice. So I, was, uh, I delivered fish in Brooklyn. I learned how to put uh, wooden floors on apartments. 
So I was like helping people and I was getting paid and just spending it on film. And I was just staying on couches of like the people that I was working for. So I have a very, very crazy bond for New York. That was the first city uh, I knew of United States besides L.A. So that's why I told my wife, I need to get out of here. I want to go to to New York just with my camera. And that's it. I just took the, the X-Pro 3. I had awesome. it. Yeah. And Which lens? I took the 16 millimeter 2.8. Okay. I love shooting wide. Mm-hmm. I had that one, and I had that new 27 2.8, that pancake lens. I love that lens. That's yeah, it's great. Um, but I barely used it in New York because, well, in New York, you have the buildings and everything is happening that I wanted my shots to be as wide as possible mm-hmm. to just, like, show as much as I could of the city. And when I came back, I sold the X-Pro3. Actually, I sold it three days ago because I miss my X100V okay. so much. Like, I sold it to one of my friends uh, that he sold all his Fuji gear uh, because he bought the Canon video camera, like a very expensive one. Mm-hmm. So he sold all Fuji, but then he was like, I have no outlet out of my work. I need Fuji. So then I'm like, hey, I'm selling my X-Pro3. He bought it with, the X, with that lens, the Pancake XF27. And then I ordered the X100V, but it's back-ordered. It's out of stock everywhere. Oh. So right now, like... <laughs> Like my friends, like now in the in the in our group chat, I'm like every day I'm like I I just want them to send me my camera <laughs> because right now yeah I don't have any Fuji and it feels crazy. Yeah, I hope it comes in soon. And I know there are all kinds of shortages right now. Yeah, cause, I mean, understandable. Like I understand. Yeah. I'm not a patient person, <laughs> but I understand what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I just like hope I get the camera soon, but it's fine. I still have, I still have a camera that I can use. That's good. It's just the mentality of of the gear, as I've said. Like Canon brings me like to you know commercial work, and if, I know that I can go in the streets and shoot Canon, mm-hmm. but I don't wanna because my mind is not there with that gear, mm-hmm. and it's totally fine, you know. But anyway, let me ask you some of the some of the questions that I got on Instagram. For sure. Uh, Babik Chavada says that they want to learn with you. Do you, have you filmed any YouTube course or are you planning to do anything like that? Because people out there are trying to learn with you. That's, (laughs) that's flattering. Um, I'm still learning myself. Um, YouTube is an interesting sphere. Yeah. I'm trying to get into it. I actually filmed like a... POV street photography nice session I guess great but I still have to look at the footage and I don't know if it came out well because I had the GoPro on my head I feel okay. like if you have it on your chest it's a little bit better um, as far as teaching goes I've been posting like a lot of short video content on my Instagram like Instagram yeah, reels to kind of show a little bit behind the scenes of my process mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm at a point yet where I can be like a teacher okay. in some way. I'm still figuring it out myself. Yeah. And I appreciate that people people want to learn. Yeah, I received out. several people said that they want to learn with you. And yeah. 
with this being said, those reels that you do, mm -hmm. how do you get to film inside of the viewfinder? Do you mm. just put like the, your, your phone? Yeah, so I just use my phone camera and I just press it against the viewfinder. Uh -huh. And I basically use my camera screen or what, whatever I see through the, through the viewfinder on my phone. Can I try to navigate my composition that yeah. way? It's really unnecessarily <laughs> challenging I, to, to I, capture I that. I see that. No, video. but it's it's great that you're doing it. Thank you. Like it's very cool, and I'm asking because I tried with the X Pro Three mm -hmm. and with my phone, and it just like I don't know if I couldn't put the phone lens on the viewfinder. It was just yeah, weird. it's a it's a little tough to figure it out because you have to know where the cameras on your phone. Yeah. First of all, which camera on your phone is even filming? You True, know? and then. There is like a trigger in most Fujifilm cameras or probably most mirrorless cameras with the electronic viewfinder Yeah. where it like switches from the LCD to the EVF. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to kind of cover that with your phone as well. So it switches to the EVF in the, mm, in the way you it. want it to be. Um, well, you're doing a great job with that. Thank you. I can, I can show you afterwards. <laughs> sure. Oh, I'm getting all the secrets from Beware My Fuji. There's right, not let, many secrets. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Jofo Photos says, well, asks, how are the gains from logging around the GFX 100S? Oh, the gains. Um, I'm pretty low carb right now, so <laughs> I'm staying lean. No, I'm just joking. Um, I actually had more gains with the 50 to 140 and the X Pro 3. Okay. When I was carrying that around, because this is not too heavy, it's just the lens that's a little bit chunky. But the the main difference from the GFX and the X series system, in my opinion, is the materials that they use to make the cameras. Mm -hmm. Because with the X Pro Three, you have a beautiful titanium body. Oh yeah. And it feels amazing in your hand and gives you that rigid and like yep. solid feel, even though it's such a small body. And with the GFX, it's I'm not. It's probably like an aluminum body to keep it a little bit lighter because mm -hmm. the camera body itself is bigger. But it just, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels lighter, and there is not. It's there is no mirror in the camera. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's overall pretty light. I don't have to. Comp I, I can't really complain about it. And the grip, the grip itself makes it really oh, nice yes. too. Just holding the camera, holding a bigger camera helps. I know why a lot of people use the extra thumb grip or like the extension on, mm -hmm. on the X-Series cameras. How, how do you choose the camera that you're going to take that day? Like, how are you like, I'm going to take the, the GFX instead of the X-Pro3 or instead of the X-T2? Well, right now I have this um, 32 to 64. I'm borrowing it. So I have it for another two weeks, I think. Okay. So I'm just trying to shoot as much as I can with yeah. the GFX system until I have to give the lens back, but then I'll probably be back on the X-Pro3. Is that your favorite camera right now? Mm, I th well, my favorite camera, I don't know, I'm very emotional attached to my <laughs> C2. But oh, yeah. I mean, this one is very nice, the GFX 100S. Probably my favorite in terms of image output. Yeah. But in terms of workflow, flexibility, and just... Like hardcore street photography, X Pro 3. Great. Yeah. Let me see what other questions they have. Um, 
Oh yeah, best time and location to shoot silhouettes. Mm-hmm. It really depends where you are. True. But I always like some some nice afternoon afternoon light, especially in downtown LA. Just going out around uh, two two to three p.m. during the summer and like Good. noon to one p.m. in the winters months when the sun sets a little bit earlier um that's that's a nice time to catch some shadows but really right after sunrise right before sunset you can you yeah. can always catch some silhouettes yeah. that's a beautiful thing about it as long as it's not overcast <laughs> it was this past days yeah yeah it was crazy yeah it was a little bit gloomy but it made the sunsets nice and I mean, you can also do night street photography and ca catch silhouettes. Yeah. That's something that I got into over the last year or so. I feel like night photography was always a little bit of my weakness. Okay. Because I was using the 18 to 55, mm -hmm. and it only had the aperture from 2.8 to 4. Yeah. So whenever I wanted to shoot in longer focal lengths, I was always a little bit um, limited in terms of light availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I think about it, I think it also helped me in some way because I only only looked for very isolated light sources that were still kind of strong and vibrating on their own. Yeah, I can see that. So let's say you're going downtown and you're going to the metro station. You have like mm -hmm. all these like billboards and kind of like street lights or these subway subway lights at the subway station. Mm -hmm. All these elements kind of are nice to look at from my eye. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I have one other question. This is me. Uh, have you had any bad experiences shooting on the street? And I'm asking this because, I mean, you never know who who's going to be on the street or what part of town you're going to be. Mm -hmm. um, have you had any bad experiences? I don't know. Somebody saying, like, why are you taking my picture? Or I don't know. Um, yeah, especially in the beginning, I think I was very... Um, I was very, I wasn't, I was practicing overcoming, like, being shy in the street. Mm -hmm. So I really tried to push myself out of my comfort zone. And the people that I was shooting with at that time, shout out to Bobby and Justin, and they were all doing, like, hardcore street photography, mm -hmm. going really close. Oh, like shoot. Going, like, w wanting to get the eye contact and yeah, all that yeah. type of stuff. So I was trying that as well, and often, sometimes... Of course, you get a person that gets yeah. upset. You get people that don't understand it. And yeah. It's just a learning process, I guess. You have to figure out how to deal with it. And the best thing you can do, in my opinion, is just be positive and smile. And Yeah, exactly. Be as nice as you can. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes people... That's the thing. In Atlanta, it doesn't matter if you're interacting with like a homeless person or some some business guy who's getting mm -hmm. off work sometimes you can really have like a really thoughtful positive and uplifting conversation with people yeah as long as you keep an open mind and you keep a positive mindset exactly and yeah just being positive yourself in the street kind of helps a lot to avoid uh, uncomfortable situations <laughs> i think totally and also for me just having a skateboard on me um First of all, it makes me a little bit invisible because people just think that I'm skating. Yeah. And nobody expects me to have a camera in my hand and shooting at the same time. So, so you shoot while you're skating? Yeah, if I see a shot while I'm on my board, yeah. I'll take it. 
but as a skateboarder you should always be aware of your <laughs> oh yeah of course immediate surroundings <laughs> on the street because every single pebble can yeah basically mess you up but especially here in downtown <laughs> i usually just skate and stop and if i see something interesting sometimes yeah. i wait for the right subject to appear sometimes i keep going but i try to stay on my board and a lot of people that say that want to maybe take advantage of you mm -hmm. Uh, thankfully, hopefully nobody, knock on wood, is going to get, like, is the, their gear snatched or, like, raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I think me having a skateboard kind of puts me in a place where people might not want to mess with me necessarily. Oh, yeah, of because course. Because they know I could use my board as, like, to defend myself. Yeah. Or I could just skate away. And yeah. being basically invisible in the first place also helps of having a skateboard, yeah. Um, so we're coming up to the end of this podcast. But I want to know, what are your plans for the future? You mentioned about doing a YouTube channel to like dabble with it. Are you? What are your plans? What are you? What's next for you? That's a good question. Um, first of all, shoot every day. Okay. I need to um, keep up my workflow, and mm -hmm. besides all the work, work that I do, just staying in the streets, and yeah. no matter what, just just being creative and making myself happy in that way. But I do want to post some, some YouTube stuff. I don't want to become a YouTuber per se, but I want to just publish some raw yeah. street photography sessions to kind of give a more behind this, like behind the scenes look to my process um, to guess, just answer some questions. Um, I would love to, to print more of my stuff. Okay. And just put it up somewhere. Um, I've been working with like a street photography collective on like an online gallery thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to launch soon. Um, yeah. I would, for this year, for the end of the year, I definitely want to print more. I don't know if I'm going to come up with another zine. Okay. Yeah, I saw that you came out with one. Yeah, that was... Um, a couple of months ago. That was very cool. It's, yeah, it's always such a pleasure to see your own stuff printed. Oh, yeah. These scenes. 100%. I, I want to keep photography in a way, especially the street photography, to not do it for profit, just for my own sake and yeah. just printing and selling whatever whatever people want to want to purchase and support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, of course, appreciate that. But first of all, it's, I think... Just seeing your own work printed just makes me yeah, that's great. Very happy. It's very fulfilling, and yeah, I, I want to do that more printing. Great. That's probably something that's next for me. But other than that, I just have to see what happens. I don't know. Amazing. Well, yeah. that's that's great, Tom. I'm very happy that you could make it. Thank uh, you for having I me. I really appreciate your time because I mean, right now, crazy times. Everyone's busy. It's just hectic, but I do appreciate your time and coming over here and i hope you had a nice experience doing your first podcast of course that was really fun and uh, thanks for having me again thanks for taking the time to talk to me and answer some questions that others had yeah let's do this more often yeah let's first of all go shoot in the streets <laughs> oh, together yeah. yeah let's do and it see see what we can do let me get my my fuji camera first <laughs> sure you, you can wait on that or you can also i i can give you a camera <laughs> we can figure stuff out yeah we'll figure let's out let's just be creative let's go on the streets all right tom see you in the next episode